This episode is brought to you by MSW Nutrition and Lounge, a partner in the Howdy Health Network. For decades, I've struggled with various gut and autoimmune issues, which have forced me to alter my life and career. Within the last year, though, after undergoing numerous blood tests, I've discovered that a majority of my health problems, they've been linked to vitamin and mineral deficiencies. Because I am now able to see what I was deficient in, I can also supplement against those deficiencies with the proper daily vitamins and minerals, as well as receive weekly IVs that are specific to my needs. This has changed the game for me. Today, not only do I feel like a completely new person, my ability to focus in life and business has increased, my athletic performance is better now than when I was a collegiate athlete, and most importantly, the relationship I have with myself, as well as the people I care about most, they are all thriving, and I'd love for you to feel the same way. So no matter where you are at in your health journey, whether it is scheduling your blood work or supplementing for your health needs, the beautiful part is the community at MSW and How Do You Health, they will listen to you and help you figure out the best path for you. So go to howdoyouhealth.com and use code THRIVE15 for 15% off all products and services. What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. We've got something special for you this week. In this episode, we welcome a high vibe panel from Men We Admire, a group that is committed to supporting other men on their journey of becoming someone they are able to admire. During the panel, Brandon Epstein, Alex Weber, and Jordan Gahana discuss a wide range of topics, including important daily habits, mentorship, valuable tips based on their fields, and so much more. Tune in now for an episode packed with value that I know you will be able to take some actions from. Welcome back to the Thrive Life podcast. My name is CJ Finley. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. It's something I've always wanted to try, and I finally have sort of the perfect setting to host a panel or a fireside chat where I bring more than one guest on to the show. And today, we were literally sitting in front of a fire here in Colorado next to some of my really good friends of the group Men We Admire. So first, I just want to acknowledge Alex because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So... Little uh, shout out to Alex Weber. Everyone, come on. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're going to get right into it because all of us uh, like to not waste our time. So let's do this. We're just going to go around the clock and start off with just your name. And then uh, uh, kind of before we got on here, I was telling you what you do, meaning like what does your day look like? Not necessarily what your career is. And how are you currently making a living? Mm. Sweet. All right. My name is Brandon Epstein. Should I talk to you or should I talk to them? The people at home. Whoever you want. Right? All right. Fireside chat. I'm Brandon Epstein. Um, what do I do? Well, I do two things right now. I run a company called Jump Rope Dudes where I teach people how to jump rope, get lean, and live more. And that's mostly on YouTube. So you guys can check it out. Look up Jump Rope. Um, and then I also uh, teach meditation and do mental performance coaching through my other company, The Owned. And so... Basically, I'm doing those two things, you know, for work. What does your day look like? My day looks like varies. Usually there's movement involved in it. Um, oftentimes some meditation. 
Um, I batch a lot of content, so like it's not always the same. Jump rope dudes, I'll shoot like enough content to get me through like a month in like one day at a time. Um, and then my other stuff, yeah, constantly making meditation, work with one-on-one -on -one clients. I work with professional boxers. That's kind of my passion. And um, so it's working with clients, creating content, sometimes having business meetings, um, being a father. That takes up quite a bit of time. Being a husband. And so all those things. Mountain biking. I've been doing a good amount of that recently. So hodgepodge of fun things and work and family. Love it. Uh, I feel like I want to like underscore something that Brandon said, which is also like a YouTube channel. They're free and anyone can do them. But the what jump rope dudes is, I don't want to misspeak, but it's a, it's a crusher. It's like an entire community and world internationally. And so it's a thriving business. Yeah. we got some, we got a good community there yeah, for sure. Super Thank you. Because yeah. I've never even seen you really talk about it. Like every single time we hang out. So yeah. I love that. Well, thanks guys. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's been fun to build. Um, so, uh, what do I do? How do I spend my days? Who yeah. are you? Who are you? Who are you? Like, what body. do you do with your days? And then how do you make Who's my phone with a body? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess, uh, my main career focus is speaking like a uh, keynote speaker at companies, organizations, schools, universities, teams, very love that to pieces. It was definitely chapters of my life coming together from, uh, I used to coach high school lacrosse, do stand-up comedy, TV hosting. So it feels like very full. Uh, I would say that is a lot of my day is like either doing that, traveling to do that, or like doing the business end of what that takes to like be a business. Probably could even do better. I mean, not probably hundred percent. Uh, and then another really big passion to calling is I come from entertainment. I come from TV hosting comedy. So making content, entertainment content, um, that is now it's like, I'm shifting to where that's going to be. I think much much more of my focus moving forward yeah you crush reels man thanks bro love them. it's uh i'd also love to date someone in therapy for him right now someone <laughs> yeah he's took 914 not again not again all right next up uh what's up i am jordan kahana um what uh what do i do uh i do a lot of social media consulting work as well as um i have built a following around me and my two dogs i branded us as the adventure squad so i work with a lot of travel brands airbnbs hotels and dog companies in that space as well as i'm a co-founder of a company called Stayamo, which is a marketplace that works with uh, vacation homes and boutique hotels across the world and works with influencers and photographers and in exchange for free stays. They provide those locations with uh, media assets as well as exposure on their channels. Um, I've had time to, as you guys like, answer your questions. So I'm actually grateful to be sitting in this spot. So thank you. Um, like my day wakes up like around 730 um, the pups are waking me up. I don't even send an alarm. So kind of whenever they wake me up is when my day starts. Sometimes it's 8.30 and they let me sleep in. And other days it's like 7 a.m. And uh, I can't, you know, and it, it doesn't allow me to hit the snooze button. Like Sedona will howl until like I get up and, and take her out. Otherwise they're going to pee in the house, which they're very well trained. Um, and then from there, like uh, usually check on some emails and then 
hit the gym. I think getting like the walk outside definitely wakes me up, but like drinking some coffee, hitting the gym. And then I found for me that 11 to two is like a prime window for me to be productive and start to get stuff done. Anything before then is a challenge. Um, and then I take the pups out again and then usually have an evening, like, uh, you know, finishing up any work, anything moving forward for the next day. That's awesome. And I can vouch for your dogs are awesome and well-trained back here with us on this trip. So it's good to spend some time with them. But the reason I asked that question and those that listen to the podcast know I hate the question, what do you do? So why did I ask that question? The reason that I asked that question to you guys is because the next question I want to ask you is, did you imagine yourself having the days that you have now 10 years ago? So what were you working towards 10 years ago that you thought was going to be your life, but reality is much different today. The reason I ask this question is a lot of people in my audience that are either in a transitionary phase or they're in the corporate world looking to start their own thing. And I want to break the limiting beliefs that they may have. And I know for myself, I found a, a newspaper clipping, like, I think this was like last year where when I was in college. I was a collegiate athlete and I was like athlete of the week. And they asked like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I said, oh, I'm a manager of an engineering firm and wow. yeah, some really off the wall kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, that is the furthest from where I am yeah. right now. So I'd love to know that for you guys. I guess we'll swing it the opposite way. The cool. Story. Yeah. Um, so I always tell the story uh, right out of college. I got my dream job. So at, uh, it took a little bit, uh, but at 23, I got to work at ESPN in the headquarters. And I remember in middle school, I was obsessed watching SportsCenter every single day. And I remember um, Steve Levy on a SportsCenter was like, here we are from Bristol, Connecticut. And I remember I wrote down on a post-it note, Bristol, Connecticut, and put it in my wallet and just like kind of walked it around with me and like to achieve that. But then I also know that I was talking to my cousin at one point being like, I'm 23. And if I've like, you know, like hit my goal, I have bigger fish to fry. I can't peak at 23. And, and so I've worked in media and production throughout all this time. And I guess like I was just always trying to hustle. I, I guess like being in that corporate world, like I would assume that I would be like a producer, a feature producer um, for, you know, an NFL game or ESPN or doing something like 30 for 30 is kind of where I saw myself 10 years ago, just being like, you grind, you do this, you storytell, you be as best as you can. Like, climb that corporate ladder and so it, it's crazy to like yeah it, it's so wild to see where we are now of me being like I like to pick and choose how I watch sports and it's not that important like well I mean I love like the Chicago teams but I don't need to be in and you know watching game to game like that so it I it's it's hard for me to believe but it also makes me grateful like on those hard days when I'm just like man this is super tough but my wins are my wins and it, it just it encourages you so much uh 10 years ago could i have been it's like a no and a yes uh because i didn't know what i'm doing now was even a thing like i didn't know that that was like a career so i, I couldn't have said that at that time i was coaching high school across was my first year being a head coach uh oh, coach of the year i this is because i'm also going to bridge the gap of like what your audience what I learned from that coaching is this, a quote that I wrote on my whiteboard. So a quick story. I was named head coach right before the season interim because the senior head coach had to leave. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go all in on this coach for three months. And then I'll say goodbye to lacrosse. I played in college my whole life. 
And yeah, the team had never won a playoff game that year. We won the LA championship. I got U.S. lacrosse coach of the year. The kids won awards. Thanks, bro. Uh, but I wrote, I this quote stuck with me. Good things happen when you go all in. And so even when I left coaching, yeah, and I went into TV hosting and I was scared I was going to get fired hosting for American Ninja Warrior. I looked at that, my whiteboard, I was like, good things happen when you go all in. Mm. So I was like, just like, screw it. And then I won an award for NBC. And then that series ended. We won best series on the internet that I hosted for NBC. Mm. And then they wrapped and I was heartbroken. And I was like, well, I've always kind of wanted to go into speaking. And I was like, fuck it. Excuse me. I was like, fuck it. Good things happen when you go all in. And then that led to speaking. So I would just find something that you really like. And then good things happen if you go all in. That's, that's fucking awesome. It's very impressive. Thanks, bro. Very impressive. Learning, learning all kinds of things from you guys. Awesome. Um, 10 years ago. So I was doing research around meditation 10 years ago. So I like, I knew I was going to be in that lane of teaching meditation, but something really funny happened in my early twenties where I would, I started a meditation app company and I was going down this path and I had no idea what I was doing as an entrepreneur. And so I ended up having that business basically fail, let my business partner buy me out, move down to Medellin, Colombia, just to like start all over again with a bunch of debt. So if you're $80,000 in debt <laughs> and you're in your 20s, you're thinking, what am I gonna do with my life? I've been there, so relax, <laughs> you'll be fine. Um, so I went down there and I wanna to continue to pursue this, this world of mental performance and meditation, but uh, I knew that I needed to like pick one thing and just be really consistent with it. And so one of my, my good friends at the time, he met me down in Medellin and we started this company called Zen Dude Fitness. And it was the, the premise was gonna be, all right, I'm going to teach this mindfulness stuff. I'm going to talk about the mind and then we're going to teach jump rope fitness. And we're going to somehow put these things together. And we started building this YouTube channel and the market was just like, Hey, we guys just teach us jump rope and how to lose weight with jump rope. And so we ended up just taking a hard pivot and I ended up growing this YouTube channel just about jump rope fitness and jump rope for weight loss. And Really had no intention to do it, really stumbled into it. Amazing. And um, now it's growing, it's, in, it's incredible. And, and now I've been able to continue to do the other stuff I'm passionate about. But all that to say, like, you really don't know really what could even happen a few weeks from now. You know, it, I think as long as you stay curious, cool things will happen. I love how you ended there with the curiosity theme. I think. If you don't stay curious, you kind of fall behind and technology is improving so fast mm -hmm. that like Alex mentioned, we couldn't even predict that we'd be here. Mm -hmm. Like if you're watching on YouTube now, you can kind of see the setup, but if you're just listening, like we have lights, we have multiple cameras and this entire weekend, all of us are flying drones, GoPros, all these different things that 10 years ago didn't necessarily exist in the way that they do now. Mm -hmm. So anybody else out there, if you feel like you're behind. That's a normal feeling, but realize that you, the thing that you're really good at might not even exist yet and give yourself that patience. Next question I want to get into, uh, kind of curveball here. Um, I look up to you guys in a lot of different ways and believe that you are very skilled at what you do. And I'm also a believer in that we all are unique and have our own secret sauce. What routine or ritual mm. do you think that you have that most people might not have that kind of gives you your secret sauce. So it could be anything from waking up at a certain time, going to bed, eating a certain thing. You have, mm. uh, like in college, I had to eat the same thing before every game. Oh. What is it that you kind of think you do on a daily basis 
that you don't even realize that you do, but you think it helps you in your daily life. Man, and we can just, yeah. one. Mm -hmm. whoever has the first answer can respond to this one. Yeah. For mine, it's, it's, it's really clear immediately when you ask that question and it's just this constant state of awareness that I'm in and being able to feel into any resistance that comes up. So I think everyone out there has like something they might want to do, but then they don't, uh, they don't go after it because this resistance comes up like, ah, I'm not good enough. Well, if it doesn't work out, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I've gotten really good at feeling right in the moment. I can feel into that. And I just ask myself, wait a minute, why are you feeling this resistance? Why are you feeling bad about something that you're excited about pursuing? And then I, I am really good at uncovering just like, okay, well, what do you believe in your true right now? Ah, oh, well, I believe I don't have enough time to do this. And very quickly, I can go through this process of just accepting, fine, I accept, I don't have enough time to do it. Because you can't, you know, what, what you resist persists, right? So I always just accept it fully, even if I don't like it. And even if it's irrational, I just accept it. I go, okay, fine. I believe this terrible thing about myself. I surrender it away. And then I transmit the belief. Like, okay, I believe I have more than enough time. And then I start to just try to act in alignment with that. And that's like something that I do all day, every day. Any resistance comes up, I make a note on my phone, I write it down, I go through this process and it just keeps me moving forward. That is a great. That's awesome. Uh, I, I do love that. I think writing it down and being able to do that, I, I journal a lot, but I think a big pivot for me that took place this year was that I felt very stuck in the content that I was creating. And so in August, I set out this challenge for myself that no idea was a bad idea. The second it comes into my head, I go and shoot it, put it out, and then I move on to the next thing. As opposed to, is this funny? Is this good? Will people like this? Am I good enough for this? And just, I had this idea. This was for me because I'm the same way that I keep thinking about it. It's like, oh, but we do remember that idea. That was good. What if we, but then I'm like, no, I can't do it. Let me be concerned about all these other things. And so the belief system in yourself is so important. And like, you know, what if it doesn't work out? I, and flipping on, head, on its head is like, well, what if it does work out? What if you do get a million views on this thing? And and the way that social media works and how you're saying how accessible all these cameras are and everything is like, just shoot it and put it together. And, and, and I think for me, a lot of times when I'm in this funk, it's just like, you have this idea, believe that you know what you're doing and, and go from there. We're limiting on it. That's, I feel like when you're also, you're like TikTok started, mm -hmm. there's a good lesson there of like, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I really like that too, because it focuses on getting your idea out rather than the result of the actual idea. Because I think as kids, we have all these ideas, we throw them out into the world, but then society is like, nope, that's a bad idea. Nope. You were stupid for doing that. And then we kind of shelter ourselves. And I think just mentally, spiritually, and like, it's a good psychological practice to just get your ideas out there and just yeah. not have that result right and social media is so much of a comparative thing. So you're like, oh, I have this idea, but I know I'm not going to shoot it as good as that guy does it. Or I'm not as funny as opposed to just like, it's crazy. And even in the TikTok like world that we're in is that usually the lower production, the things that you're not working the hardest on mm -hmm. perform the best. And it's just the way that we got kicked off our craft yesterday <laughs> just for being in a hot just for being bros yeah just for yeah i'll follow up on that we gotta see what's going on with that um i'll say two one's more of like a, a lens and one's more practical the lens is it's something i call brave honesty but uh i think i've always been like an observer of life and i feel like we all maybe share quality in that i was in therapy for five years every thursday and she was 
she was a blessing, but like she was zero warped. She was just like clinical. And I would like say all these grand stories and she would just like, dude, she would hear me out for 45 minutes and like, I'm an entertainer. I'd go like, and then this person and like, it's this. And it would just be like, like it's like daggers. But then as a result of that, I've, I really feel like I have that lens of like, all right, like, um, if I don't want to maybe do a work call and I'm like, oh, well, I've got to go clean the kitchen. I, I, I may still go clean the kitchen, but I'm like, okay, you're cleaning the kitchen because you have fear around calling that person because it might not work out. So like, I'll still do human behavior, but I'm very honest and aware of, so that was just, if, if you can do that in your life of really asking, like being truthful with yourself, even if it's uncomfortable or, uh, I think that gives you so much gains. Um, and then practical, and this was something developed with men we admire, like praying, which is something I don't mean in any, in like a formal religious way, but I've never done that in my life. And just the act of being quiet and actually like speaking to something bigger has been freaking transformative. Yeah. So I would say that. That's awesome. Do you feel like prayer, there's some surrender there too? Do you feel the bigger catastrophic? I will, I try to now. I don't always do it. I, I don't. But like, I've been trying to get on my knees and do it and like bow because mm. I think there's such good, especially in this world that we live in, which is like money, followers. There's some good fucking humility of just like, come on, you know? Well, it's kind of like going into, I mean, even this weekend and what a lot of us, the common theme was surrendering and yeah yesterday we're out on a glacier in the ice doing breath work yeah no basically no clothes on and normally that's you're freezing yeah considered crazy but you're just surrendering to this experience because you don't really know what the expectation or the result yeah. is going to be and you're just believing in something that's bigger and that's oh, super yeah. powerful so thank you all for sharing that next question might take you a couple uh seconds to think on but I'm a big believer in environment and, and learning from others. And one of the things that I think all of us probably don't do enough of is thanking other people that we look up to or people that have made an impact on our life mm -hmm. because we are go-getters and we're so much in our own head and what we're after. Who is somebody that is not in your family or in your close friend group that has had a profound impact on your life? It could be a book, so an author could be a speaker, it could be a coach, could be anybody. Uh, but it's something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about too often. And I wish would think more on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty clear on mine. Yeah. Me too. So, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go after you. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Um, dude, I, had a, I was lucky enough to have a sensei. I still have a sensei. And Define, what is a sensei? Sensei is, is just a teacher, but I think there's a little bit of like, uh, I don't know. It's more of a sacred relationship. You know, it's more than just like a teacher. It's someone who is a guide also for you and kind of almost sometimes like knows how to give you tools that you don't even know that you, you know? Um, so do you have an example? Oh, absolutely. Well, so basically I went down this rapid hole learning meditation and stuff because my freshman year of college, I was playing football, didn't get on the field at all besides one blowout game. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, why am I going to play? I'm just going to go to practice and not actually play. And so that winter I went back home and I was like 18 years old and he owned a supplement shop at the time. And I go in there and I'm just like, 
you know, do I need like a new workout thing or I need help with nutrition? And he's like, no, he's like, why don't you try looking through the peripheries of your eyes? I was like, what? He's like, yeah, just try it. And I was like, that's kind of peaceful. And then he just started taking me down his rabbit hole of showing me, yeah, well, what if you did these meditative techniques? And he showed me how I could become stronger. And he showed me how I could like use energy, use breath work to like conjure energy, become more powerful. Like I had no idea any of this stuff even existed. And he was just like, yeah, I think this would be useful to you. And I've worked with him now for, yeah, he's a very close friend as well for the last like 13 years. Mm. And so he's my guy for sure. Right. That's awesome. That's so great. find your local sensei. At the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Through the YouTube, right? Uh, I, I have two for me because you mentioned a book as well. And um, it's just interesting sometimes how the universe works and when things come into our lives when they do. And um, I had been a little delayed on reading uh, Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. And there was just something about here, like I do audiobooks, And so they're just like the affirmations that he was talking about and um, the hearing him talk about sacrificing and not letting certain things bounce off his back that I saw from such a media perspective. Um, it, it just like hit me in such a way. And I, I really look back and, and, and listen to that book. You've been, you said even recently on this, how you're like, you're not trying to bring in a bunch of new books and almost like recycling certain ones that hit you and resonate. And so, uh, as I just have like audio in the background and stuff like that, it's nice to just hear that. Cause every now and then, like the stories just kind of go in the, in the ether at this point, but like the affirmations click in each time when he's like, what is it? Bumper sticker or things like that. Just kind of like always refresh and you're like, Oh, oh, let's, let's think about that again. How does that, how do I process that? But, um, and not to be cliche, I honestly think because, um, I just moved to Denver and I'm, and I'm in this new space and there's not as many creators as there are in LA. I look up to everyone in men we admire. I look at like forward to that group every week. I learn something from you guys getting to get separated into those groups and hear what other people are doing and to be able to come here and like, kind of be a little humbled and learn and, and have these experiences is something that I don't. And so I appreciate you asking this question because I don't, I, I didn't really think I fully process like, that's a huge reason of why I'm here is to be around you guys and to have this energy and learn from you. And, and cause I do look up to you guys. I appreciate that. And so, um, for me within the last year, I definitely say that group and the people that have like the relationships that I've made and built. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I honestly was going to say something similar because you said the people you surround with. I'll, I'll say one that like coach Kark was my, uh, he was my high school lacrosse coach, but he was like the first person that, uh, I felt really took a deep interest in me and then kind of like shepherded, but like very challenged, like tough dude. <laughs> like it was all with love. So I feel like that was someone who just transformed my life and there's so many ups and downs and he's still a friend to this day. Um, so him, uh, and I mean, Dr. Henry Cloud is someone that I met who's an author and business wise, he ended up like introducing me to an agent and he wrote the forward to my book. But what I think is so much more powerful is at a time in my life and I was very lost and going through a breakup, he like welcomed me into his family like welcomed me into his family. Like I had Thanksgiving with them. He brought me to church. He would like look out for me. And I just thought that was so cool. Um, and I won't ramble here, but I genuinely thought men we admired too, because of 
you know, I think it's, I have some friends that I would call maybe safe and comfortable. And I feel like we all still have comfortability with each other, but like, I do, there are things that you guys do and mention that I'm like, damn, like that is aspirational. And I feel like I need to up level, like CJ's about to buy another house and selling a house and your commitment to fitness and you're married and you're doing this podcast and Jordan, your creative energy is nonstop, like nonstop, truly. And in such a beautiful, like big, authentic way, we got BFs, dude, father of the year. <laughs> like, and you're like, dude, you're heart and you're so pure and i just like envy your uh your presence and your energy is just uh you're driving the bus man or you're like yeah is driving the bus with you but mm -hmm. it's beautiful we got yash and nausrian so Josh just joined the group that we admire and that takes a lot of courage to come to a retreat not knowing people so i really admire that bro noah's on another career writing a book coming out soon this way to the stars I guarantee you he's okay. bigger than you think this guy is. What's your number again for them to? Oh, <laughs> uh, God, you are a man we admire fully. Um, so yeah, I would just say like that has been a beautiful, again, like challenge. I love all those. And we're going to flip this question to right now. You are that person to yourself Ooh. and you're telling your 10 year old self, what would you tell them if you were that mentor that now that you have or that book oh, or that person? That, yeah. What grade is that? I'm trying to like, like picture this. Like fifth grade, sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade. Ugh. So it's right before like oh. puberty and we're like in the awkward stage being fan. We were in it. Cool. Little boys. What would you tell that person? What were we thinking at that time? I was really tightly wound just to like relax. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what does that look like? How does that just, show up? Just like everything was a big deal. Like, I mean, and granted, like you don't know a lot in life at that time. So everything is a big deal and that day to day and who you see at school and all that kind of stuff. But like, even as I, it took me a while to realize to just like, not like not take everything so personally and not be, you know, like go with the, be a passenger a little bit, despite not even being a leader, really like wanting to be with the cool kids, but knowing that I'm more of like an outsider and, and accepting and being comfortable with who I am. I was so just like wanting all these different things, but ultimately I just always look back and feel like I was just so tightly wound. Similar. And it's just a, it's a bananas thing to think of like, we're 10 years old, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I got, I hated those years of middle school and just like, dude, I was so awkward. I mean, that's so, like, I was just so <laughs> nervous, nervous all the time. Like my dad yelled at me all the time. And, Great dude. I love you, dad. I know you're listening to this cause you're supportive, but like you yell a lot. Uh, I didn't say so you better not yell. You're right. Yeah. You're right. There you go. I can speak authoritatively, <laughs> but no, you're right. Um, 10 year old, I would just say like. You're fine. Yeah, you're okay. I think I'm gonna have to go a little deep on this one. Let's hear it. Yeah. I think at 10 years old, I was like dealing with some, some self-hatred around like some sexual trauma that I went through when I was like around like seven years old. And if I could be like a mentor to myself at like 10, it would just like, no one did this for me when I was a kid, just to like hold that space and just be like, hey, I see you. 
mm-hmm. what happens okay and you're not a bad person and it's not your fault and just kind of hold that space because no one ever really did that for me and i think um yeah think that'd be it thank you for sharing that thank you yeah yeah it's i'll be honest it's tough to follow up on that i was gonna go a completely different way but after you said that um I got my head going in a different way. So thank you for sharing something that means a lot. Um, and I hope somebody that's listening to this, maybe you would say that to themselves. Um, but let's shift into a little bit of a different gear here. Um, y'all are extremely good at what you do, like I mentioned. And the cool thing for me is I love Jordan and Alex, how you mentioned with many admire, just learning from so many different types of people and not really feeling like I have to compete mm. because we're all trying to help each other grow and lift each other up. And for instance, like Brandon has grown YouTube, Alex is a speaker and crushes on multiple different platforms. And you are super good at creating on the fly. Like we're live in a hot tub getting about following us. So I really want to go through and if you can think of like, what are the most valuable tips that you can think of for, let's say in your respective field. So I'm just going to keep it to this where it's like Brandon, yours is like more of the YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, Alex, any Freddie speakers out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, how to use social media, sure. A book, personal branding, whatever. And then for you, how to literally create on the fly and like, what's did somebody do if they're like looking to grow Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. any creative outlet. Anybody can start first. Yeah. I can start with the, with the YouTube stuff. Cause I've done it once and I'm in the process of doing it again. And you know, those niches get bitches. <laughs> Before we get into like the, the tech pro fitness space, like no one had really been like, I'm going to make 700 videos about jump rope exercise for weight loss. And just the fact that we stay consistent with that very like narrow niche. I feel like that's like, that's like half the battle. So if anyone wants to pursue YouTube, like, of course, there's a lot of different creative things you can do, but all I can do is really share my experience because I did it for a jump rope and now I'm doing it with meditation. And it's just really powerful to be able to just choose something that you want to grow exponentially. And, um, and that's what we did. And you may not see traction. I don't, I think we didn't have a thousand subscribers after the first year, putting out like multiple videos every single week for a year. Um, and. When did that click? We did that again. Like, yeah, really, yeah. We put, out, back. we put out a hundred videos in the first year. Like we were out of our minds. Nice. Did you like, uh, evolving as you did though? Definitely. Right. But as I mentioned before, like it started as like more of a, okay, we're gonna do some mindfulness and drop rope stuff. And then we had to put out a hundred videos to see that, oh, the drop rope fitness content is getting a lot more traction and like. And there wasn't much competition that either. Like, that's why you can type in jump rope. You basically just see us. Cause like no one else has, I don't know, thought over wanting to do that. And Amazing. so it took all those basically shots, right? And we had to shoot a ton of shots to be able to see what was going to hit. And then once we saw that, it was like double down, double down, double down. Let's just keep going into that. Smart. Yeah. We were, it was a lot of like, honestly, like suffering the first year because mm-hmm. I didn't have any money. I was in a bunch of debt. It was like. This is going to work, right? It's going to work. Yeah, it's going to work. Let's just keep going. Let's keep putting out videos, keep putting out videos. And then it was really was like exponential to where it was like, okay. And now we have enough traction to be able to actually first, you know, sell 
one-on-one coaching for fitness and then group coaching and then digital programs. And then we launch, we have a jump rope TV channel now. Hell yeah. And so the path just is just stay con- for me, it's been stay consistent in your lane, find that niche, the, the, the audience can tell you what you want, make the videos that people are asking for in the comments. Cause we just answered every comment that people ask us five or a few videos and those videos, some of them don't hit, but then some get millions of views. So. I think as long as you serve your audience and you're staying consistent with your message and who you are and who you're serving, um, it puts you in a good chance to succeed. I love that. I think to, to point out what we were kind of discussing with you earlier, you literally said your secret sauce is being able to like feel resistance and that can kind of help in plat on platforms such as YouTube, because one of the things that I like to do when I'm consulting is like, how do you roll the ball downhill rather than always rolling it uphill? Well, the ball automatically rolls downhill. Like you don't have to push it. So for you, if you're not feeling resistance in a certain way that you're trying to push your business, which would be ask your customers where your customer is saying, that's the path of least resistance, follow that thread yeah. and consistently do that and figure out ways to, to serve those people. So I love that response. Ooh. Um, I'll say, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll focus on the speaking. I'll say like two things. One has to do with the craft slash business. And the other one is more of a business end of it. So the craft one, um, I'll say like here and there, like you, you gotta know, like, like you have, you have to have something I think deep in you that you want to share. And granted, you know, there's people that I think there's a lot of different subjects. So there's like future of work. There's, there's a lot of different things that you can, to me, I do feel like you have to have some kind of fire in you that you're like, I gotta, I gotta talk about this with you, you know? Um, and that looks like a lot of different ways that you also don't need to be, you know, I might be more animated or, or passionate. There's also people who do sensationally and they might be more like clinical, uh, that, you know, is up to what you're, what is in here and what you feel compelled to share. The other one, and this is, I think is an important lesson is the there. I'm very aware of what I feel like I offer at this current point, not forever, but right now. And every time I go to an engagement, you have a pre-call and I'll always ask, Hey, why did you want me to come? Why'd you want me to come? We're like, what? Just like find out. And I'd basically make a splash board of these words that I would always kind of hear positive, energetic. You have seem to have a great story, inspiring, like honest, like, did you know, like, like a, and I was like, cool, that feels true to me. Let's rock. Why I say that is because I have a, a philosophy that I live by one of them. That's there's no such thing as experts. And I truly believe that I, it was the right business move to hire a speaking coach this spring. And I did learn some things. Um, and I'm going to keep anonymity because she's a wonderful person, but I was very heavily advised to like shine a light on things that I didn't feel like or who I am, like it wasn't my energy. It wasn't like where I felt like my biggest skill sets were. Um, and all that's to say nine months later and like 25 K and probably like 50 hours of pushing papers, essentially pre-call last week. Hey, why'd you want me to come? Well, cause you're positive, you're energetic, you're inspired, you're up. So it's like, you know. So I would just say like, find out, be honest with yourself here and then do it. Um, the other one I'll say is like, uh, reps, reps, like Brandon and I were talking about this earlier, like 
I volunteer to speak. If someone's like, hey, we, yes. Like you have to obviously honor your fee and all that good stuff. But like, um, I mean, it's, it's night 16 on a Saturday and here we are. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I would just say like, if you really have there. it in you that you want to do this, don't wait to share a stage with Gary V or to get a 25K speaking fee. Go volunteer and speak at the local elementary school. Go speak at the junior college because if your heart's in the right place, all the other good stuff will happen. And that really connects back to what you said. It's like, you have something to say, right? Yeah. So it's like, you're, you want to say it. Huh. And so people want to have that feeling that you have in your gut of like, I got to, I got to get this out of here one way or another. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to, so before we get into Please? Yeah. what you say about the elementary schools, it goes back to what Jordan was saying of getting your idea out there. So if you're listening to this and you want to be a speaker, like the best way to get your idea out there is to get your idea, idea out there. Fact. Even if it's mm -hmm. just the one other person, like, so start small and then use the consistency that Brandon was talking about to listen to the feedback of that. Cause I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of most is like, they expect to be the 25 K speaker on day one, rather than speaking to the one person and being like, I know I'm not that great. Cause I just started. So I can't expect that, but what can I do to just be better to the next two people that I then speak to? Oh, yeah. So I love yeah. what you both said. Yeah, I, I mean, and to go off of that, I think, and I'm going to piece almost both of these together and yours in terms for, for me in terms of like creating content or just like being on the fly and, and kind of committing to it a bit is, um, I just completely lost my train of thought. Oh, is accepting that knowing that the first one is going to be terrible. Like you should look back and look at the 10th one and look at the first one and absolutely cringe. And then on the hundredth one, you look back at the 10th one and absolutely cringe but the thing is is like with anything else is like you made hundreds and hundreds of videos to get to where it like and you have spoke hundreds and consistently do this you were out here making podcasts after, like your first podcast i'm sure you look at and just cringe and so like i look at my first videos my first photos when i rescued the dogs i am so mad that i am such a bad photographer because puppy content rules the internet and i am oh, so bad like i have i took thousands of photos because i knew that and only have 10 to work with but gratefully i have 10 and i like committed to being like that and so over time like what you really see and and it, it's kind of i see a lot of times like when the forbes 30 under 30 come out everyone like that's when comparison happens is like, well, I'm over 30 and I didn't get to 30 and 30 and like, am I where I need to be? And then I remember my 20s seeing that being like, well, I'm not where I need to be on that. And hearing people talk about being like, where's the guy who's 65 and just wrote his first novel? Or where's like, you know, the, you're never too late on that. But I think really what it is, is committing to the craft and also the reps that come with it. So I now look at my photo, like my photos now and I feel like I'm creating my best work while also listening to the audience and seeing like, I've invested into social media so much of knowing, here's little like nuances of what works on a video. Be super close up to start so they see you and back up or back up and do that. Like there's just different things that you pick up. So one of my favorite books of all time, it's actually an, an Austin artist. His name is Austin Cleon. It's called Steal Like an Artist. And so one of those things is, is just like, consume as much as you possibly can. If you don't feel like you're at where you are, Listen to Alex's talks, listen to Gary Vee's talks, listen to Tony, Rock, like whoever it is and pick apart those pieces that you're like, that's not so much me, but I like this. I like this. And then that's where originality kind of comes into place or people just don't know where you pulled from the same way that like 
there's this great video online called Everything's a Remix, and it shows clips from Quentin Tarantino's movies that he's like praised for. And it's from classic like movies from China and different like Kung Fu stuff that are like shot for shot the same thing. And everyone's like, oh, this is so original. And so that usually when people say that, they don't know where you're pulling inspiration from. So just believe in yourself, repeat after it, like kind of hear what the audience is saying and ultimately like believe in that fire. Damn good. Wow. You kind of talked about like personal development books, right? It's like you read nothing. You're like, oh, same, same, same. Same. Uh We're all five got the same truth. Yes. Just in a different, a uh, little bit of a different. No one knows what they're doing. So the whole like, ag- there's no experts. It's like. This is someone no, because I've, I've thought about this a lot. And this is just like, you've prompted something. I've thought about it of like, there's the truth, right? And there's only so much truth. It's the truth. But then there's like, okay, so let's say there's Gary Vee, there's Little Wayne. I've, I've just noticed there's Socrates. But like, you'll notice that like philosophers in Little Wayne say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's like, there's the truth. And then there's two vantages. There's Little Wayne's interpretation of the truth. There's Gary Vee's interpretation of the truth, Socrates' interpretation. That's one. And then two is how they then communicate that in their styling, voice, entity. So there's like variations, but there's only so much truth. Yeah, I think great thing just to add at the end of that. And then there's the receiver who just needs the truth of so many different people, right? Because that's why you don't worry about Like, oh, well, people have already done it. You know, so I'm sure we've all had the imposter syndrome of like, why am I going to put out content? Like mm-hmm. everyone's already done this. Mm-hmm. But the truth is they haven't done it like you can do it. And there's someone who needs to receive the message in the only way, in a way that only you can give it. Hell yeah. Awesome. There's so much value in everything that you just said. But again, I'm going to be super honest here. Um, I realized when you answered the last question that I really, the way that I really wanted to respond is let's give you the space here and now because you mentioned that you didn't mm. get that space from somebody else. So could you just take like five to 10 seconds here to just honor that space and honor that before we get into the last two questions that we have for the night. So. Awesome. And before we wrap, thank you guys for you, believing in me and doing this on a Saturday night on a retreat. I really appreciate it more than I can, uh, put into words, but the last two topics of this, of discussion are going to lean more into just internal reflections. So for this year, what can you, what should you start doing, stop doing and keep doing? So if you reflect back on last year or the life prior to last year that you had, reason I say like prior to last year is because obviously we've been going through this pandemic. So it's been a big shift for everybody, but what can you start doing, stop doing and keep doing? And I think this is an exercise that anybody listening to should do at the beginning of any year. Yeah. I love this exercise too. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just, I mean, I don't know the time thing, but like last year, whether we, whether it goes in the history as a pandemic or not, it was a, it was 365 days of our lives as was 2020. So like, I refuse, you know what I mean? Like, not that you're suggested, but I like, I refuse to put it in a box of like, it's two years of our lives, of our lives. Agreed. You know? So I will say from last year, I, 2020, I was not good. I was not good. I was mourning the loss of the 2019 me, which was speaker, American Ninja Warrior. Um, and I was trying to just grasp that and it was dark. 
2021, I stepped back into that, wrote the book, all that good stuff, but still on a fundamental level was not good. I was kind of doing the achievement, but like hollow, if that makes sense, um, because I knew that I needed to step into more. So I would just say this year is like, I've crossed the threshold. I talked a lot about Noah of like, and Noah even said that crossed threshold. Like I'm going to be, I'm committed to being the greatest version of myself. Yeah. And whatever the hell happens with that journey is the hell happens. So what is that an answer? What's an answer? Start doing to be the greatest person of yourself. What do you have to stop doing to be it? Dude, I feel like, doing? you know, when you finish a song, like, <laughs> there's silence. And I was like, are they gonna... Sometimes I started to play this and don't know how I'm going to... All right, fine. All right. Start doing with the... It, um, but that was great because you dialed into thank being the greatest okay. man that you could be. So what... Start doing is that. Yeah. Is just continue to do that. I would say stop doing, man. I'll just be very honest with is I would like to have more clarity around romance and love and partnership and lust and that is the one area in my life where i don't feel in alignment and what should you keep doing um keep sharing keep sharing in every way shape and form oh yeah my stop's really easy because i've been a huge pothead and i feel like the last like five years it's kind of escalated and I think what's brought that to the surface most recently is now I'm a father and my daughter is 15 months old now, almost. Oh, we're so still in months. online fully. And I just want to be conscious and aware all the time, right? I don't want her to see her dad as like, just kind of like zoning out. Mm. So I'm stopping um, smoking weed, essentially. And honestly, if I could I'd get on a hedonic calendar, that would be great of... Uh, I don't smoke six days a week and then I smoke one day and I'm on a cycle. That'd be awesome. But I've proven myself that I can't handle that responsibility. So I'm just, I've been cutting out recently just completely. So that's my easy one to stop. Nice. Um, start, I've been talking to Alex a little bit about this. I would like to get into, um, public speaking. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. I want to speak to, uh, like call it, not call it, uh, high school football players. I think I'm going to start there and just talking to them about like my journey and, and discover the 30 unique gifts through these mental performance tools that I have to teach them. So I really want to do that this year. I want to start doing that, uh, and keep doing, I've really found a great path in, uh, releasing these guided meditations every week and I'm getting some good feedback and it's kind of like the jump rope thing where like. I've been also kind of like start, stop, start, stop. And I know I saw the drop rope. I just kept going. I could have got that exponential. And so I'm going to just keep going with that and I'm going to see it through. Nice. Um, yeah, for me, the stop is really easy as well. Um, I fell into playing a lot of video games, uh, specifically Fortnite and got into like the Twitch scene. And so I've like watched a lot of like gamers play and, um, I have been like, this brings me nothing. I'm watching like, you know, a, tw a 24 year old. Yeah. Like, and it's like, wow, they are so good. And then I'm like, okay, I've watched a bunch. Like, let me go play. And I'm like, I suck. And so like, um, just kind of like, that feels like a lot of wasted time. I, I don't feel like I gain anything by that. Like initially I was like, Ooh, maybe I want to like work for Twitch or do some streaming stuff. And so like, I kind of like leaned into it a little bit and now I'm like, 
it's it's nice to be aware of what's going on on Twitch because it is a very like viable platform. But for me, like, I would love to like remove that and just like take maybe a YouTube clip as opposed to watch someone play live. Like the the need for that is so unnecessary, and I've kind of like filtered that into my routine. Um, what I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna start is something that I have started, which was a big initiative for me. Is that I wanted to learn to speak Spanish, and so I hired a Spanish tutor this year. So that's like my start and but it's like a commitment to myself and so i have um so i'm feeling really good about that i think it's it's so i'm so envious of people who can speak other languages or even like be able to play the like guitar so well or the piano and the amount of work that goes behind the scenes that people don't see and so i wasn't just going to wake up one day and be able to speak spanish so i knew i had to hire this person and 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 put myself in that to, to do that and for me to um keep trusting my gut um I think like I lived in LA for nine years and finally moved to Colorado um, at the end of last year and it feels right. And I feel like what I'm doing and the the lifestyle changes that I'm trying to make that we have talked about here so much like is my truest self. And even though I've like have some slide backs and whatnot, I know that like when I when my gut is telling me like I know I need to 100% like dive into it the same way with the fire, but like my gut is never wrong for me. So to keep reminding myself and, and follow that. Oh yeah. Those are all fire. Um, the common theme that I think I, I see though, is I like how you said, keep sharing. I think the number one thing that has helped us, especially in men we admire is the fact that we share different perspectives with each other in all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody listening to this, that's something that's trying to be shut down in today's world is the sharing of knowledge. Mm. Uh, in a bunch of different ways. And I just think that everybody should be a part of a group where you have just a diverse group of people, um, whether it's by career or by different language, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And that's where I'm going to go into this last question. Why did you join Men We Admire? Mm. And what would you say to somebody if they ask you, should I join a group? or go on a retreat, why would you say what you said to them? Two-part question. I think you should go last for this one as it being your group. Um, for me, I, I don't have, like, I have a lot of really good guy friends, but they live in Chicago or they're scattered and I do a lot of travel, a lot of independence, so I feel like I connect with a lot of those people. And so what was so great about this, and I was very honored to be invited to it, was that it was through Zoom and everyone was kind of in that same of like independence, entrepreneurials, doing something that they were like passionate about, but also seeking community. I think ultimately, you know, um, live together, die alone type of thing of just like, I like being the diversity of it and, and the importance of being connected with new people from across the country is so essential. I love it. I love being able to be like, yeah, I'm flying here. Let me hit up like, Cam in Arizona, let me, oh, I, now I'm like, you know, I, everyone always talked about how awesome, awesome Austin was. And now it's like, okay, let me plan a trip or two to come. Cause you guys are there. Like, you know, I want to come down to Florida and like, there's these, you know, or if work trips happen and all that. And so to know these people, but to build relationships off of that has been so powerful despite like, not me, like, it's a weird thing of just like, I consider everyone in that group, like really close friends, yet some of those people I've never met in person. And so 
and like excited when we're in the same group on things. And um, there, there's so, and then there is something about doing it in real life. Like coming here, there's something very special to be able to sit down, have a dinner and answer questions and talk and be vulnerable. Like so rarely is it accepted, A for men, but just in general society, to be vulnerable, to say like, we are opening up so much in, in a place that like, it, it just, you know, I'm, I said I was such a wound up kid. Like I still have, I'm still that kid at heart. So there are times that I am very wound up and coming here and after these weekends, it is such a release of just like, I am a good person. I have good people around here. Like there's, there's positivity around me. So um, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but that was like where. That's awesome. And then. 10 seconds on, what would you say to somebody that would be considering joining a group or going on a retreat? Because I feel like a lot of people have resistance in that world. I know I did. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't need this. Mm -hmm. Usually we find things well, that we need after we have them. You made that comment that you're like, I didn't realize I needed it until after I had it. We were having a discussion uh, you know, earlier this weekend where, and, and it clicked for me too. It was just like, I am so grateful for this. I'm so glad. Um, and I think it just kind of goes into um, the improv theory of saying yes and and it's just like just say yes and, and like and go with it like you know okay so it isn't you you don't like the guys it doesn't click whatever okay not a problem but until you don't know you need it until you actually have it and so um saying yes is is so important sometimes all right Steve, do you Alex, answer Alex is about to <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up okay i'll conclude there's a lot here. There's so, there's so much you can get from bringing a group of men together. Um, but a theme I feel like we've been talking about a lot this weekend was challenging one another, you know? Because I feel like, you know, you have your high school buddies, your college buddies, or your significant other, and those people let you off the hook a lot, mm -hmm. you know? No. And so when you, especially like us, when men we admire, you bring together such high caliber men, it's like no one's getting out the hook like alex is always like famous for like and why do you think that is you know just like go a layer deeper a layer deeper and i think that's something that i get from this cruise is that challenging and that also that challenging creates another layer of trust and that layer of trust for me creates a layer of, that creates that bond of brotherhood mm -hmm. where it's like oh they're asking me delving in like layered questions because they care about me because they love me mm -hmm. wow you know and that is, I mean, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. That's so powerful. I think especially now, especially when we're so many people are, are very disconnected in their normal routine to have people who are going to hold you accountable and to hold that space for you and make you feel like family and make you feel like they actually care. Mm -hmm. And they're going to ask questions to get you to the root of something you might have to deal with. Um, that's it. So if anyone's thinking about joining. I think you have to ask yourself right now, do you have those people in your life? Do you have people first? You know, the old saying, like, you're the sum of the five people around the most. Are the five people around the most, are they uplifting you? And are those people wanting to challenge you and try to bring you out into, like, a greater version of yourself? And the answer is no, then it might be time to explore something like that. I love that response because it reminds me, actually, of my marriage. A lot of people ask us about our relationship and, like, on the outside, it might look great right but it comes with so many challenges behind the scenes where we're challenging each other to be better and step it up um and i think that it doesn't i wanted to say that because it doesn't just come male to male it can be in your own relationship because i i realized that 
in relationships I had to pass both with male and female, like I would go to ones that I got let off the hook rather than mm-hmm. the one that I'm in now. It's like, they're like, it's a tight leash, but it's made me become a better human being for everybody I surround myself with. So I love what you said there. Last but not least, the, let's get it. The man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Ninja Warrior, the creator. It's so cool to hear, uh, I mean, it's very special to hear, uh, you guys say those things truly. Um, I mean, one just that comes to mind and I'll say, you know, why I joined essentially and what I think some of the most fulfilling moments for me are seeing like, uh, like you and Kyle hug at like Red Rocks or like the, the relationship between like Kent and Noah, you know, this, these ones where like, um, and there's so many of these moments that happen where like these deep friendships were like, I'll talk to Jordan and Jordan be like, yeah, I caught up with Kevin this week. And like, that's so cool. It's just like, that's just two people who are living their lives, high achieving, very aspirational, busy, deciding to connect on real things. And I think it's just like, it's so uh, beautiful and needed. So end of 2020, that was the year that I described was, I was really not, uh, I was really not doing well. And uh, I, you know, every now and again, I'll basically go out for like a zoom out night. And so I drove out to, uh, it was right at, right about January 3rd. I mean, I know when it was, um, so just at 2020 ended, drove out to like the woods and I made a campfire and it was just like thinking about life and i was like i don't want to keep being this alex like i i i don't and uh so and i might have shared this story with you guys but i took out a piece of paper and i just go okay who do i admire in the world like who do i admire and so i just was like all right men i admire underscore like uh, underline let me just make a list and i was like dr henry cloud uh, i wrote preston smiles um, I wrote my buddy, Aaron Alexander. I wrote Ben Nebden, who's an amazing speaker. I just made a list of, uh, Brandy Epstein is on there, man. Husband, father. And I, and then like, dude, literally I like got to the seventh name or whatever. And I was like, this is it. Like men I admire. Cause it had been building in me of, especially all that fall 2020. I was like, I feel like an athlete without a team. Like I've been a sports guy, I've been a fraternity, even stand-up comedy. You have like your crew, American Ninja Warrior. And I was just like, where's my guys? Um, and I think obviously it's beautiful, all the different relationships in the world, but there's something very powerful of men, men. And uh, so that night, uh, I was just like, this is it. And it was what was very cool and special to me was... When it happened, the next morning I was driving back and I made a list of uh, all of these guys that I would want to be in the group. You, 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 like all of these guys. And my human part came in of like, oh no, what if they say no, or this is going to take a lot of work, or we're really going to organize all of that humanness. But what's really cool was that my soul, I, I don't know how else to put this, my soul, it was like basically like, do all the talky talk you need to do. You are doing this. And, uh, it's been truly one of the greatest gifts in my life has been with you guys and from a fulfillment, from a purpose, but also as Alex hoping to become a man, I admire like this last, the other week when we did those seven day goals, you know, I don't need to go into my goals specifically, but it was definitely to stop doing something. And there was moments where I was about to do it 
And I thought about you guys and I was like, I, I don't want to disappoint them. I don't want to show up on Monday and not be able to look them in the eyes and tell them that I did this. So, um, yeah, it's, um, woof. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. And I guess I'll share yeah. real quick. Uh, and then we'll wrap up because we got the rest of the Saturday night to enjoy. But I think there's two reasons for me. One was I'm a big believer in the law of reciprocity. And Alex showed up to one of my events and I even know who you were. A friend invited you mm -hmm. and you show up, showed up to an event in the middle of nowhere, Austin, because it was outside of Austin. Um, and we're just a part of the group. And I really appreciated that. So when you had reached out to me, it was something that I highly considered just because of the law of reciprocity. Somebody that would show up for something uh, intimate like mine that I was trying to uh, help a lot of people in the community and you showed up just on a whim, not knowing anybody. So there's a lot about you and I try to be that person. And then the second reason was just the name of it. Like I started thinking to myself, I reflect a lot. Who do I want to become? And do I feel like I am that person I want to be for my wife, my future kids, my surrounding family, my friends, my business partners, the world. And I came to the conclusion that that was a no because it's an ever-growing thing. And the whole, what Jordan said with say yes, I had said, okay, I've said no to these types of things for so long. Like I've got asked to be in groups and um, yeah things where you're being vulnerable and all these things. And I just like, oh, I'm too busy doing this business, too busy doing these other things, my hobbies. And finally, I was like, I think it's the right time to actually invest some time into myself and into where I want to be and who I want to become. So just wanted to tell you that because uh, I, haven't, I haven't actually thought about that. And yeah, it just goes back to kind of like the common theme of what we're all saying, which is if you know your purpose and you know your why, it's much easier to say yes to those things and wow. no to everything else. Mm -hmm. So there's one thing that you took away from this. I know my biggest takeaway was really two things. It was surrendering and challenging. Mm -hmm. And they're mm -hmm. kind of the opposite, but also the same because it is a challenge to surrender. If you're anything like us or especially like me to surrender and be that passenger in life is is really hard i want to try and control everything in my life even <laughs> from like how this turned out like sure with these lights and everything mm -hmm. that doing, trying to control that um was the fire lit the whole time no clearly not uh, so i couldn't control that but sur surrendering to the experience that is one of the biggest challenges for me and if you listen to this i hope that you go out into the world uh this next week this next month this next year and challenge yourself to kind of surrender to what the world is throwing at us and just do the best that you can be, become the man that you admire, become the woman that you admire and hit these dudes up on their socials, please. They're amazing. And until next time, this is CJ Finley with Thrive On Life Podcast. Thrive on y'all. What's up y'all, this is CJ again. And on behalf of our small team at Thrive On Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive On Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and join our mighty network. 
In this network, you will find a diverse group of people that is on a mission of self-improvement and honing the mentality to get 1% better each and every day. Within each improvement we make as individuals, we can then be of service to this world and help it get better as a whole. What's awesome is we've already had people make new friends, receive job offers, and collaborate on new business and creative opportunities. But most importantly, within this group, you will be guaranteed the ability to learn, grow, and share experiences with other like-minded individuals. I know the community would love to connect with you. Before I sign off though, I'd like for you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.